I've actually got that written on my notes. You've got notes? Welcome to the Deep Drop. Luke McCredden here and with me, Adam Ring, as always. Ads, we're back. It's been a couple of weeks. We've just, just had a couple of weeks to ourselves to unwind and, you know, get fired up again. But uh, it's good to be back. Good to see you. It's good to see you. And a couple of things straight off the bat. Two weeks feels like it's been three years. <laughs> There's been a, a lot go, go on. We've had work trips. We've had family matters. We've had... Oh. Coughs and colds and bits and pieces, which I know got me an absolute beauty uh, toward, oh yeah, just maybe the towards the end of the last episode that we recorded. But Luke, I want to I want to send out a big shout out to you. Happy birthday, my friend! Oh. For everybody, for everybody listening to this podcast, <laughs> uh, it was Luke's birthday last week. Uh, big celebrations! He's a great man, and he spent <laughs> and he spent spent the day with his. With his family, and it's exactly the way it should be. So, mate, happy birthday to you, and, mate, here's oh. to heaps, heaps, heaps more. Oh, thank you very much. That's very, very nice of you, and it's um, for anyone playing along at home, I have joined a fishing club, and I am now a fly fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't turn 65, did you? No, pretty close. No, it's, no, look, it's good. It's, it's one of those... Milestone ones, but you know, whatever doesn't matter. It's just a, yeah. just, a, just a number. But I did enjoy. I did enjoy uh, in the lead up to to my birthday a, a solid week in the Wit Sundays, which was not all glamour. It was it was work, and I know everyone goes, "Oh, you on a Wit Sunday? That's not work." It was, but it was nice. Don't get me wrong. Um, got a bit of a tan, did a little bit of fishing, um, but yeah, we were there to work. But it was it was nice to get up into the. The sunshine ads, but uh, but I tell you what, as we're recording this, this week is an absolute belter down here in Victoria. Yeah, that's right. A string of mid twenties, I guess, as we're recording and and for a few days forecast. So it's great to have a little bit of that beautiful spring weather. I think we're gonna have some cold nights and beautiful warm days. Which, Luke, I'm so, I was so done with winter. How how nice <laughs> is it to be able to just roll around comfortably in Are you calling a t shirt? Are you and, calling it? It's over. Yeah. I, listen, don't go I've too lived, early. Fuck. I've lived it. I've lived in Melbourne my whole yeah. life, so I'm not willing to go that far nah. and say that it's over. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to have some good days. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Good to be back on board, and thanks everyone for uh, for staying with us. And, and I know there was a few messages come through over the last couple of weeks, so it's great to uh, still be in touch with everyone. Ads and um, yeah, good to get back into it. We've got so much to go through. We've got lots coming up in the next few months. Um, which we're excited to talk to you guys about very soon. Um, but yeah, it, uh, we left, and I should just sort of start off. We left the last show before we had a bit of a break. Ads. There was a number of things we spoke about. One of them keeps popping up, so I need to just oh, we need to just wrap that, tie that loose end <laughs> off, and because it was a really interesting one we spoke last episode about um, king using lures for kingfish trolling. Sorry, I should say yep. trolling lures for kingfish, and we spoke a bit about you know is it something we really do like do is it the first thought to put something on and could it get you out of a donut situation and whatever else but lots of great feedback once again and um just want to go through a few of the options or the few of the ideas that some of our instagram um, friends have shared with us the deep drop on instagram is where you can get involved by the way great place to get involved and share with us anything 
we sort of just we're just sharers, aren't we, Ads? We don't we're not sharers, yeah. too embarrassed just, to say anything. So nah. just tell us how you feel. Uh, um, <laughs> all right, just to rip through them. King Brown diver works a treat. I mean, King Brown. Yeah, King Brown. King Brown. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Luke's gone fishing. Helcos, Sluggos, and Z-Man heroes are all uh, all work. Another super popular option is the Williamson Williamson Jet Popper. Ah, trolled. Trolled. And I must say, I have done that. I have done that whilst uh, trolling live baits. Just chuck the popper out the back for it, cause a bit of a commotion. I have caught kingfish on the jet popper. Um, little bibbed Helco redhead gets them up and about. Funny and funnily enough, I have caught on little, and it's, it wasn't Helco that I was using at the time, but small diving redhead lures, I have actually caught kingfish on. So that's interesting. That's from Mumbo Jumbo Fishing. Nice. Uh, and Rowan Attard90 says, yeah, do it regularly offshore, Port Welshpool, uh, Halco divers or skirts. Uh, especially trying to get someone their first little one to get ready for the big ones. That's that's, oh, not about, nice. that's an interesting point, actually. Yeah. Whether or not you get bigger, I mean, that's a whole other conversation, but it's not a bad way to get some of those rats just for a bit of a, you know, bit of a play. Well, it's and, a good way to search around and find them, isn't it? Absolutely. And the last one was caught heaps on Pakula Uzis. So ah, for those playing sketch. at home, they're the small ones. And we and we did mention that. We spoke about some of those little little hockey skirts and uh, trolling them around. So there you go. But yeah, lots of great feedback once again on all the topics from last episode and all the previous episodes. So thanks for getting involved. And hopefully after this one, we get more ideas and feedback as well because we've got a few things to go through ads. We have. And, um, and I wanted to kick off. Because I, I did do a bit of fishing while I was away last week and caught a rather nice fish. Now, it was a big nanogai, so anyone from up that northern part of Australia will know those big, beautiful, big red fish, um, reef fish. What I didn't realise, and, and straight off the bat, first time I've caught one, <clears throat> is how hard they pull. <laughs> now, I know, you know, it sounds silly. Like, I know that a lot of those big reefies up that way pull hard. There's no doubt about it. Um, I don't know whether, you know, catching it on a jig's got something to do with it. I always feel like a moving lure gets hit a bit harder, but I'd Jesus Christ, it's it was an absolute, oh, I had an absolute ball. Um, I'll share, I'll, well, we might even share that little video. Yeah, put the video before, on for sure. For people yep. to have a bit of a look at, but it sort of got me thinking and, and like, I love, we, we're the biggest advocates for Victorian fishing ads, you and I, we often go on about how good it is, but I feel like now... Are we a big, hard-fighting reef species short? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, we are. <laughs> We're probably half because, a dozen big tooth no, species short yeah, too. Yeah, I know. And, we, and we, <laughs> we, we all know that it'd be nice to have, you know, GTs and all the fashionable glamour yeah. fish, right? But sometimes you think you, or you forget just about some of those reefies, whether it's coral trout, big nannies, like that sort of stuff that you go... Far out there, fun. If you want to, if you want to have fun with them, they can be so much fun. Yeah, and I think it's it's an interesting thing. I think Victoria, insanely diverse fishery. There's so many different things you can do, and we do have yeah. some unbelievable species oh, yeah. with some. But you're right. There's there's nothing quite like trying to turn the head of a big <laughs> reef species that only knows one way and it's down. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. very different to trying to fight a pelagic species. But, Luke, we did, we did watch a video 
of yourself and we will put it up on the deep drop socials because I think it's really interesting to watch and there's one thing that stood out to me straight away how bad I am at angling no 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 actually <laughs> no 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 actually the opposite uh, how freaking good is modern day tackle oh mate yeah oh, actually and and I should kick off by saying that I was very fortunate enough to fish with um Mark Dumphy and Cole Towner Hill from Shimano. So I, I was on a on a boat purely fishing Shimano gear and, and and a lot of a whole range of gear too. So we had everything from heavy spin outfits to light jigging outfits to all everything. But you're absolutely spot on. All of a sudden, you're looking at rods and reels for hard fighting, hard pulling, angry fish that don't look like you should be using it for that. No, and that's and that's what I mean. How good modern tackle is. Uh, yeah. What in the video? The best way to describe what you're using kind of look like a cod bait casting outfit, yeah, that's or true. a barra bait casting outfit. And this yeah. is pulling and designed to extract really big bottom fish on jigs. Yeah, and this has always been something that's interesting. For me, Luke, being someone who's come from the retail side of the tackle trade, being a tackle junkie, loving all of the specs and what everything's designed to do and where it fits into the the landscape, which is modern fishing tackle. I very quickly learned throughout my years that the theory of something and then the practical application are two completely different things. Yes. Yeah. Theory is really, really quite is really quite easy. And the most amazing thing about fishing is it is really quickly, it, it is really interesting how theory gets thrown out the window when put into a practical sense. Yeah. So I'm watching you fight this nanny off the bottom on some modern day tackle that looks like a light bait caster outfit. Mm. I'm watching a rod that bends all the way through to the butt where the... Yeah. The reel joins the rod, which yeah. 15 years ago, unheard of. Yeah. And and this is the biggest advancement to me in rod technology specifically. We'll talk about reels in a minute because the reel you're using was really quite special as well. Mm. But these rods, we've hit a point in rod technology where it's not just about what the rod can do with the lure or the jig or how well it can pull a fish off the bottom. They're also designed so that you get maximum pressure on the fish with the least amount of pressure on the angler. So that, And that's the biggest thing out of this video that I want everyone to watch, I want everyone to comment, and I want everyone to understand. This, this rod that you're using is designed to pull a big fish off the bottom but is not designed to break your back while trying to do it. And that's where the issue 15 years ago with jigging rods, that's where it was. The rods were really short. They were insanely stiff. Once you start talking about PE5+, PE5, 6, 8, even 10, mm. you can dominate a fish off the bottom, but you almost needed to be harnessed up and someone holding onto the harness so that you don't go flying over with it because it was putting just as much strain on the angler as it was on the fish. With modern tackle, I'm watching you fight a really good nanny. Like, as big as they get nanny, it wasn't small but you seem to be doing it comfortably as in standing on the boat in the conditions present 
comfortably putting maximum amount of pressure on that fish. That's why modern tackle is so bloody good. Mate, what a great summation because it was really interesting. And if we just turn the clock back, I'm going to say showing my age, 15 to 20 years ago when we're when I was younger um, and, and we'll talk about jigging because that's what we we're doing, you're absolutely spot on. The rods were broomsticks. They were you, – you couldn't even put a bend in them with – while you were standing on shore just holding them like it they were but that's kind of what you had to use because you were using big jigs and you were catching heavy fish and you were sort of heavy line class and all that sort of thing but then you go out last week and i'm going it goes against everything that you did 20 years ago or certainly you know visually like it's as you say it was very much it looks like a thin stick but you couldn't have hit the nail on the head better i think not only does it do the job 100% 100% like it was a, a great outfit to use and um, obviously did the job on a on a really big fish at the end of it I was okay to go again I wasn't fucked yeah <laughs> and I think that's the big the biggest difference and the biggest takeaway from me was it was less strenuous even using it so obviously we all know that it's not one drop one fish you you know when you're jigging you after a while it's quite tiring whether you've caught fish or not so Using that outfit and, and again, just modern technology in general, modern tackle in general, you're not wearing yourself out two hours before you even hook up, you know. Um, you, you can fish all day and catch a few of those fish and, yeah, you're not as buggered, physically buggered as you, as you once were and that, that was one of the biggest takeaways for me for sure and that's not just the weight of the outfit too. That's the whole technology that goes into the whole, you know, the whole rod blank you um reels i mean god reels we were using you know years ago were probably four times the weight of what you you sort of use now so it's it, that alone it very much the weight of the outfit but it's yeah as i said it's more than that it's the the design the design to be comfortable they are and they and where where there's been further development too is We've seen probably all of the big jumps as far as a material aspect goes into creating a fishing rod. We're now at a point where we're designing a complete fishing system. So rod, reel, line, lure. And this doesn't just go for jiggy, it goes for everything. There's this system that's been created, for say for what you were doing. So that was in a... There was in a I guess a pitched slash flutter jigging arrangement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You were using overhead, which I want to talk to you about in a mm. minute because there is a point to that too, though you can pick up the same gear in spin. Yep. With the application of what you're doing, the jigs don't work on their own. So they've created these tapers in these rods to not only put maximum pressure on fish, least amount of pressure on the angler, but they also need to be able to work the jig because you're getting the required action from the jig out of the rod tip. Mm. There's so much that goes into designing this gear and it's all one big system. And that's why I think with rods, we've always looked at the weight of a rod or its application in the grand scheme of things as by the line weight. Yep. And though it's important, we have never spoken about what a rod is weighted for lure-wise. Jigging yeah. opened us up, up to this. 
yep. where a jig rod would say, okay, this specific weight of rod is designed for 130 to 250 gram jigs. Yeah. I think that applies to light rods too. And it's something it's something that's become quite popular to talk about and even think about because where A, lure fishing is as big as it's ever been. Mm. The amount of lures that you can access in Australia now is the greatest it's ever been. Yeah. And we're also getting very specific with how we want to fish. So we're ready to look at lure weight and we need a rod that's capable of getting the most action and casting distance out of that lure. So again, it's a system. Yeah. It's not just, I'm going to go trout fishing, so I'm going to get a one to three kilo rod. No, and this shopping experience now is part of that. You go, you can go online and search by, or, you know, in a, a, I'll use an example of um, of rods, in jigging rods, and you, oh, quite often there'll be a, a column that is jig weight. Yep. Cause, and, and sometimes that might be the first column you look at because you go, well, I know I'm going to be jigging with two to 350 gram jigs so i need to make sure first and foremost it can do that and it's yeah. and in jigging it's critically important yeah. because yeah. if you try and put a if you if you're using a, a jig rod that's weighted to 200 grams and and it's desired it's desired weight is a 200 gram jig and you start using a 100 gram jig it is so much harder as an angler to yeah. get the desired action out of the out of the jig because it's not just about muscling the jig it's yeah. it's a rhythm with rod and reel. It's using the tip to bounce the jig, which gives action. Yeah. It's all of these little things. Well, that and that's part of the thing too. Like again, speaking about the rods from yesteryear, they were all stiff. You can't, you couldn't, and obviously the development of jigs and lures have come a long way too. So it had to sort of follow suit. But you couldn't put the action into some of those flutter jigs with stiff broomstick rods. You just, yeah. you just couldn't get that sort of you know swift sort of movement to give it, like you said, that the tip action to give it the the lure of the action it needs so the whole you know the whole category has come such a long way but geez you know yeah it's just it, it just never ceases to amaze me you know you, you just grab something new and whether it's a lure or it's a rod or it's a reel and you go yeah wow this <laughs> times have changed now we've you and i ads have played around over the years with a million different outfits whether we're in the in a in a, in in store mucking around with them, or we're out in the water trying them out, and and we've probably, I suppose, unintentionally, sort of seen that progression into where it is now. But it's not until you sort of spend a few time, you know, actually get your hands on the latest gear, and and we're lucky enough to be in the tackle industry, mate. So we do get our hands on a lot of gear. But you, you sort of think it's incredible innovation, really, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. And that's like I said, that's where we're at. I think we've seen the huge leaps and bounds in technology as far as, you know, game-changing materials yeah. all the way. It, it, we're now at a point where we're fine-tuning everything to a point where you're you're purchasing a complete fishing system. It's it's the only way to, to describe it. And it's Love really it. cool because it, it, does, it does make you delve into the tackle part of it. And to me, that's so friggin' cool. Oh, it's like, so cool. And like, I, we, I almost love the tackle more than the actual fishing. Like, I love I it so much. I, you and I have always probably spent more time on the tackle side of things and understanding it and, you know, mucking around with different... than we actually have on the water. Um, yeah. That trip, would it's potentially going to cost me a fucking fortune, though. It's just... <laughs> the, the end of the trip, I said, 
Mark, I'll have one of those, one of those, one of those. Just send them down. We'll sort it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the reel, I just, I really quickly want to touch on the yeah. reel because it has a very unique feature in it that I think is a testament to how good the rods are. Mm. That little reel you were using has a little button or a little clicker on the side of it that locks the spool. Mm. So we got bored up with fishing tackle saying the drag is your friend. Yeah. <laughs> not in the, not in the case of this reel. So it's a tiny little reel. It's it's a fifteen hundred to two thousand size reel. An ocean jigger is what we're talking about. Mm. It's just tiny. I'm just thinking, what I might do? I might actually. Just looking now, I might screenshot a picture or something and throw that yeah. into our in our yeah. in, onto Instagram as well for those yeah. who aren't aware of what we're talking about. But um, it's tiny. It's about the size yeah. of a of an old school two hundred size drum reel that you would have used for casting at Barra. Yeah, that's a fair call. Which used to max out at a five kilo max drag capacity. This thing is not a, is clearly pulling more than five kilos of max drag, but. For those first initial, for that first initial hit, where whether it's a big nanny or whether it's a doggy, whether it's a king, if you hook one of those big reef species close to the bottom, it's crucial that you turn the head. So the mm. lock button's not designed for you to fight the fish with zero drag, because I guarantee you, you'll end up breaking rods, line, mm. or just pulling way too many hooks. But that lock button oh. gives you that quick three seconds to turn a fish's head, which then can be disengaged and you can fight the fish like normal, giving it line when it needs to. It's unbelievable technology. It's so finely tuned and well thought of for exactly what its purpose was. Yeah. And is. And yeah. so it's so freaking cool. The thing the thing for me, obviously, with jigging, I am a fan of overhead. I do prefer fishing overhead for jigging than I do whether it's light jigging or, or heavy tackle jigging. The thing with these small body reels, and it is crazy to think about coming from where where we were once upon a time, but they more or less fit in the palm, almost in the palm of your hand as you when you're holding it. It's all about comfortability, as we said before, the the ability to fish all day. Just to give you an example, the the fifteen hundred size reels, and well, even the two thousand size, four hundred grams. The fifteen hundred, the 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 two thousand is just shy of six hundred grams. Like it's fuck all. It's, like it's, it's nothing. It's, so it's nothing. Light. Yet we're talking about you know pulling, well, what is it, seven or ten kilos or something like that of drag. But yeah, the comfortability of it, um, still obviously plenty of line of uh, room for plenty of heavy line if you want to, you know, if you desire. But it, yeah, it's it's crazy to think. I would have, I'd love to go back in a time machine and sort of put it on the table to someone, in, you know, maybe even forty years ago and say. I'll catch a kingy or a tuna or whatever on this, and they'd just go. Well, well it's nah. well, it's insane because you know, even from our time way back when, when we we're in the yeah. shop, like, do you know what those reels were? They were Trinidad thirties and Torsa twenties. Yep, hundred percent. And they were enormous. They weighed yep. about a kilo and a half, two kilos of throw. <laughs> yeah. You and needed they were, and they were relatively they, they were relatively comfortable back then. So That's right. You can only imagine. Yeah. So yeah, it's come a long way, but it's. Um, Oh, it's so good. It's so good. But yeah, they're not cheap, so No. <laughs> <laughs> but but the thing is, the beauty of it is, like there's that's you know, we're talking about one example. There's there are some great examples of, of that modern day tackle for, for well, for any application of fishing really, but when it 
when it comes to jigging and stuff, there actually are a lot of options, which is really exciting. Um, but even with those light rods going back not too long ago, but it was almost the first light jigging, you know, commercially popular light jigging sort of rods when they hit the market that took everyone by surprise. And that was Gamoku a little bit, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. So like, oh, they look so thin, but and, and even loaded up, they're just almost doing a full circle on themselves. But geez, they, they, they still held the power. Yeah, they did. And, and Gamoku probably was the first, in Victoria, so I'm not sure about the rest of the country, but in Victoria especially, it was probably the first slow jig rod that really took off. It had a mm. really unique look about it for the time bright colors cartoony graphics white blanks (laughs) it was pretty out there Mm. and but i think victorians latched onto them for their versatility they were designed as a jig rod and even to this day they're they're still they're still current they've just been redone again for this year so you'll you'll see them in your local shops with a a newly updated cosmetic there's an extra weight in there of an extra heavy yeah, cool. Are they still some cool colours? They are. They're, well, they're, they're all still white, but yep. they're, instead of the the grips, the EVA grips being coloured, they're decked out in different coloured checks. Oh, nice. They're so <laughs> much... They look so much more yeah. classy, in, in, my, in my opinion. And I loved the old rods. I think they were great. But, yeah. you know, in Victoria, we, we just saw a... A light application six foot rod. There was guys chucking squid jigs with them. There yeah, was yeah. guys just bait fishing snapper because they preferred lighter rods. Yep. So there's more to them than just that, but they are designed for such a with a, such a specific application in mind that when you do use a rod for that, that especially that flutter jigging, yeah, it's so cool. It's yeah. so cool. It really opens up the possibility of what it is that you're trying to achieve. Yeah, that's right. As opposed to really being sort of pigeonholed into one sort of style and or even yeah, one thing you can do. Some yeah, some of these some of these new rods. I'd almost say the rod technologies it's a it's probably gonna open a can of worms. So I won't say more input, but it's it's as crucial as anything. I think you can probably get... Like, if we're talking about snapper or something like that, you could probably get away with a myriad of different reels, if you know what I mean. But if you've got the right rod with the right, you know, taper and the right sort of feel for what it is you're doing, that's that's pretty crucial. It is. It is. And listen, I've, I've said this for a long time and I, and I still maintain it, I still say it. Fishing is unbelievable because you can't really do it wrong. So, mm. you know, from someone who who loves fishing tackle and likes to know the ins and outs of it, I, I can sell you or I can tell you exactly what you need for the specific item you need it. But at the end of the day, if you want to go down to a, a trout stream with a seven kilo, essentially fiberglass snapper rod and cast a spinner, you, you kind of can. And, and you can catch a trout. It might on. not be that much fun. But, oh, this is, this but is my challenge for you for the next couple of weeks, Ads. I would, like, love, I would love to see nothing more than you with the 7 to 10 kilo ugly stick. Yeah. <laughs> Casting a spinner. What's a spinner? Three and a half grams or something yeah, like well, that? It'd have, to, have to be a number three spinner. <laughs> I get a number one, zero is not going to cut it. But my, my oh. point is you can make it work. Yeah. But... <laughs> when when you when you absorb yourself in what's around and what it's for, it not only makes 
it makes for a more enjoyable fishing experience. But even with our fishing, we we don't want to fuck around. We want everything to be as efficient as possible straight off the bat, and that's what modern fishing tackle does. You mm. can do anything with any sort of tackle, but it won't be efficient. Therefore, it's frustrating. You can't get desired actions out of the lures that you're using. It's casting like a tank, and it's just not enjoyable. You actually hook a fish. You can barely feel the rod moving. Yeah. Um, so there's a time and a place for everything. Fishing tackle is the best it's ever been. It's still yep. getting better, but it's getting fine-tuned to a point where now fishing is so efficient it's easy to get desired actions out of lures, which means yeah. you're catching more fish, which means you want to go fishing more. It makes perfect sense. It does. It does. Do you know what I love about fishing ads and a lot of things, obviously? We talk about it all the time. You know, when you think you've got a fair grasp on on what you, whatever you're doing, whether it's fishing or whether it's fucking lawn bowls, whatever. <laughs> but then comes a time when the heat's on and you, you kind of forget everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think fishing's one of those great ones where you, you know, as I said, you and I, I, we've been in the in the game long enough. We probably we should know enough, and I feel I'm confident that I know enough, you know, on paper. But sometimes you just hook up and you forget everything you ever know, and you're yeah, just holding right. on and panicking. Yeah, because <laughs> because the fish and the the fish and the conditions don't give a fuck about our theory. <laughs> yes, and I love it, and it's so frustrating <laughs> because you go out there, you've got all these beautiful knots that you. You, oh, everything's perfect check out me fg you've yeah you, you're you're out there you know you're out there fishing with a three and a half thousand dollar combo and your yeah, bloody life's good tackle box is full of you know 40 gram jigs that you've pulled all the rigging off and re-rigged oh, them because you've seen that you've yeah. seen a better way and you go out there and um the conditions go no 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 mate not today not that shit not here <laughs> and then the fish look at you and go no nah. And then old mate, old mate next to you does chuck his number three spinner with his ten kilo snapper outfit and catches six, yeah. and you think fishing's taking the piss here. <laughs> you think you've done all this great sort of homework and you've said, "Hey, good's fishing, life's great." And then you, then that happens, you go, "Fishing's fucking shit." Yep, which is exactly why it's the best thing ever. <laughs> you never ever clock it. It doesn't matter how good your gear is. It doesn't matter how much you want to spend on lures. You'll yep. never clock it. It's like even when things get exciting, isn't it? Because and you're spot on. You, you can't clock it because it, you can, you can go out and we've got some tuna biting out locally now. Ads and you can have all everything ready to go, and it doesn't always have to turn to shit. It could all of a sudden you look around and you've got a, an acre of tuna busting up, and there's an element, there's a part of you that goes, "Fucking what do I do?" Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's too many options. Yeah, <laughs> it's just great, and it just throws curveballs. Every, oh, I reckon 99% of the trips, there'll be some sort of curveball. Oh, you know? for sure. Whether it's Re- a big rarely, curveball or it's a little one, it's just yeah, like something. Rarely does it all fall into place perfectly. Mm. And when it does, it's the best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best because you start catching fish on lures that you never thought you'd ever tie on and yeah. the fish don't care. They're just in a frenzy. Yeah. But it just it validates all of your spending habits on the outrageous <laughs> gear. It's the best. But like you mentioned tuna and it's probably a good mm. segue into into something else I want to talk about. There's mm-hmm. been, and we're we're currently in the middle of a insane bluefin bite at um, the western entrance of Western Port. The fish are in close. They're anywhere from seventy to one hundred and twenty kilos. Oh. They're they're big. Of there's fish getting caught solo. There's guys getting their first one. There's guys getting their hundred and first. Like it's 
it's all happening. But it it sort of got me thinking about trolling, and because mm. that's how these fish are getting are getting King caught. Brown. King <laughs> probably are actually. <laughs> End of story. Next topic. <laughs> yes. Go on. Yeah, right. Yeah, answered my question. But do you, do no. you think there's other species that we can take? And hear me out, because it's going to sound silly until I explain myself. That's what myself. the date drops all about. Ads. That's what, and if no one's worked that out until this point, <laughs> do you welcome. think we can take elements of trout trolling, turn it, upscale it into a blue water application, and catch more bluefin? Now, hear me out. Hmm. Bluefin are notorious at times for being switched on to small bait. Mm-hmm. The issue is it is really quite difficult to troll anything efficiently that's small with 50 to 80 pound tackle in order to catch these fish. So, I fucking love where you're going with this, by the way. You have a look at trout trollers. One thing that they'll do, say, let's go old school. Towing a tassie around Dartmouth. What they'll do sometimes is tie an extra bit of leader off the back of the treble that's got the tassie on it and they'll have a trailing fly. Mm-hmm. What if when the bluefin are switched on to small bait, what if you took your Laser Pro or x rap DTX Minnow, whatever you're trolling, you're able to find, and it would take some mucking around with. I haven't done this. I'm just throwing it out there as a theory exercise. Would there be a way to efficiently attach a trailing plastic that's only three inches long or or four inches long, whatever you need to match the bait out there? You could even go 100%. as far to say, what if... All right. Here's a, here's a scenario. It's just come to me. You take your diving minnow, take the back treble off, run run a single on the front only, but on the on the back ring where you would put the treble, mm. piss that off. Yep. Crimp another little bit of leader so you've got a reliable connection. Yep. You're essentially using the hard body to get you to depth where you can run yeah. a four-inch soft plastic. I, lo- I love it. I was just having a look. I thought I might have had one in here. I was going to just have a look because I think on 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 a lot of the good hard bodies, and we'll use X-Rap, for example, um, that solid ring at the back should be a strong enough toe point. Well, I mean, yeah. Ultimately, it holds a hook that Well, they're all wired through. They're all wired exactly. through. So you don't, exactly. you're, not gonna, you're not necessarily going to pull the ass out of it. But would you would you bother rigging that? By the way, I know no, we can probably kind of get back into that in a minute. But I'm just I'm straight away thinking of it being a yeah, just purely a leverage to get a small plastic down deep. Um, I mean, I love the idea. Does it become a weak spot? Well, that's fighting a fish. Well, that's what I mean. Potentially, I I don't know. And there might be a better way of rigging it. There might yeah, there might be a well, better well, way. Straight away. Well, actually, when, what if? Straight away, when you were talking about trout trolling for trout, my mind straight away went to downriggers. Well, that and I've I'm just actually thinking, got that written any, on my notes. Is anyone you've got notes? I, uh, is I that? I'm, <laughs> hey, I've had a two week break. <laughs> I'm you've fresh a, and ready an to go. Page full. <laughs> <laughs> um, but is anyone? Da- I mean, look, I know 
sometimes when you talk about this, we talk about this stuff all the time uh, off air as well. We end up coming around going, are we just overcomplicating it? And maybe in this case, if it's working, trolling skirts and, and hard bodies as they are. But to your point, when it's finished, we've seen over the years so many times, they're, they're tough because all they're feeding on is a three-inch bloody white bait or something. Yeah. Um, so is anyone using downriggers? And well, I, because am I fair? Am I right in saying or accurate in saying that if you use a downrigger, you could potentially run any size lure off? You is can. That right? The only downfall I can see to a downrigger is how would the the actual downrigger boom cope towing, say a a ten ounce trolling weight mm. at six yeah. to eight knots. No. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't yeah, know either. Yeah. I don't know either. I don't know either. That's a good one because, yeah, or, I mean, typical, typical, yeah, typically, I think in you know the majority of people that might use them in sort of say offshore might be trolling baits, which typically is a lot slower. Yeah, is that fair call, like the yeah, kings yeah. or snapper or, or whatever marlin. it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, again, this is perfect but, but to if you ask, could, the, ask the people out there because but if I'm you could sure... get a really streamlined downrigger bomb, yeah, that would automatically that would eliminate a lot. Fuck. Did we just come up with a new downrigger bomb? Maybe patent pending. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I think there's something there. It would it would require maybe don't try it when there's a hundred kilo fish around because it matters if you bust one of them off because. Uh, an extra crimp or some extra leverage on a hard body rips the ass out of it. I don't know. It'd be a great one well, to micro with on a school fish. hundred percent. But that's also why I'm thinking downrigger because you're not you don't have an extra joint, right? Yeah, you can and it'll pop off it's your the main actual, line. Yeah. yeah. The other thing too would be getting a downrigger clip that's capable of holding Oh no, sorry, no, that's irrelevant because you're not using a bib to minnow. Bib to no, minnow no, no, create I'm, heaps of drag. I'm thinking, you know, off those downriggers, you could run little little oki skirts, or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. little like soft plastics or whatever it is. Like, I mean, even like, yeah, I mean, you could come up with whatever you want because ultimately the issue isn't getting it down there anymore. You're yeah. going to have it down there with a downrigger. That's right. Um, is any? Can we just put it out there because we've got some really talented uh, blue water anglers that listen to this? I know that for a fact because we've had some great feedback. Can we ask? Is what we're talking about a viable option? And better yet, if you've done it or you are yeah. doing it, I would love post a photo. Show us your rig. Po- post a photo. Get your rig out and get show us because because <laughs> I think there's something here. There's something here. Yeah. I, the theory of it again is good and a practical sense. I don't know. I've never done it, but there, there's you know, something there. There's there's got to be a way to get. A three-inch octopus skirt or a, a four-inch plastic. There's got to mm. be something that can be done. It could be a five-gram metal slug because they're on metal tiny. Yeah. They're on tiny. There's got to be a way to get them down to depth without so, having to downsize your tackle to a point where you're not going to exactly. not going to be able to land the fish. Now we've heard um, over the last couple of years with this amazing bluefin tuna fishery that is right at our doorstep. You know, the, there's that same old story about that. 30 to 70 kilo fish bracket not I don't know not being caught as much or whatever but we've heard from divers that see them regularly schools of them that, that they call for that sort of in that size within that size bracket I'm just thinking does you know if you just go straight out there and run small plastics or small skirts off the off downriggers does that open you up to that sort of a different class of fish 
Great question. Sitting, yeah. Because they are there. Yeah. And you'd think from an age perspective, those 30 to 60, 70 kilo fish, they're, the, they're not the dumb ones. You know what? No, you know, small... They've, like small, they've been around. Yeah. Like, you know, small bluefin <laughs> are just... They're just dumb. They'll... You know, they'll eat just out of the sake of there's heaps happening. I better eat it. Whereas a a thirty like to kids. yeah, that's right. A thirty to seventy, yeah. <laughs> a thirty to seventy is like, hmm, mm. I know what's up here. And then yeah. you can see why big baits work for jumbo fish because those lures are small compared to those yeah. <laughs> those big things. But yeah, that's it's, a great one. Great, great uh, call out ads. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing from some people about this one. Um, Downriggers. A bluefin, or you know, concocting a, a bit of a rig that can get you get small skirts or small plastics down into the into the strike zone. Because I remember, I remember Rayner doing this years ago on Snapper, where he'd run he'd run a deep diver underneath, whether it was a a Tilson Barra or a Rapala tail dancer, but he would actually run a dropper that sat above above the hard body that had a plastic on it. Mm. I think that in a in a blue water sense that would be tough to have reliable rigging everywhere because you're creating a lot of different joins. Whereas you know snapper aren't necessarily gonna completely annihilate rigging. Yeah, but we should be we should we should get him back on the show. Yeah, ask him. I'll ask him. There's got to be a way. <laughs> There's got to be a way. It's one of those ones where, in theory, it should absolutely work. Like, it shouldn't not work. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's yeah. it's one of the, you know, but yes, maybe you need a bit more gear. If you need it, you might need a downrigger. Or if you're just running them off the lures, as you say, all of a sudden that eliminates the need to have said downrigger yeah. and different different gear. It's just cinching um, up the rigging and making sure that it's, because I don't know, I don't know what extra pressure would get put on the hard body yeah. with the fish fighting off its ass end. A foot behind it, or two foot behind it, or even swimming. Would it? Would it? Not that you necessarily need it swimming um, beautifully, like it, you know, to attract fish, because ultimately it's a tool to get the other lure down. But will having something tied to the back of it cause it to flip around or spin around, or you reckon it should be okay? Yeah, it should be all right, especially because you're only fishing small. But small, yeah. you have made me think: How would you go fighting a fish? When yeah. the lure being so the bibs lure being so far out in front, all that wants to do is dig in, because you know what I mean. When when a, when a bluefin yeah. hits a normal lure, it's sideways, so the bib's useless anyway. I just have flashbacks to trying to fight a fish with a a oh, dredge bar, fucking a dredge bar attached. Actually, I take that back. Same. If you can land oh. a hundred kilo fish with a dredge bar hanging off its face, <laughs> then I'm sure a deep diving bloody hard body is oh. not going to be an issue. No. No, I think I, I don't mind it, mate. I think I think there's I think there's two situations there that could work very well. So tying a small lure off, and how far would you run that, by the way? Back, decent amount. Oh no, I don't reckon. I reckon you'd still you wouldn't be able to run it too far back because you can only wind the oh, lure true. so far. So you could have that, and then your fish is still too far. I think mm. within you know within a few foot. Two or three foot. Oh, that close. Keep it, yeah. Keep it close because you, you would essentially then you'd essentially be okay. then you're sort of creating your own sort of your teaser. You, well, yeah, and you, you're sort of creating your own 
circle of life down there. You've got these little fish <laughs> with other fish. Pre- like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, it's totally. a bit weird. I, there's okay. something to it. I just don't know. I'm not convinced on the rigging side of it, but... All right. There's well, some stuff to there's your home. With. There's your homework for this week, Adam. Do some rigging, see how it goes. Um, mate, a lot to look forward to. These next uh, few months is absolute prime here in Victoria and as we lead into the end of the year. And I'm very much looking forward to continuing the deep drop throughout the year and uh, hearing... Because let's face it, we're going to be talking about more, I suppose, reports and things that are happening, aren't we? Because winter... Ah, is shit. Just saying. We're back. We're sun's out. The snapper about to chew their faces off. Tuna are going nuts already. Kingies are going to be off their tree this year. Um, I mean, Luke, what, it's not a coincidence. It's, it's not a coincidence that here at the deep drop, we've just finally had some good weather. Good weather, and in the first episode back, we ask you to send in a photo of your rig. So um, <laughs> you know, it's how we roll here. Absolutely, I think it's great, and I just think get out there, get amongst it. The time is now. The footy's only a couple of weeks to go. I was going to say who cares, but both our sides are in it, Ad, so in we it. do care. As much as we're like, hurry up and get over with so we can go, go fishing, fishing every weekend. A couple of weeks um, to go. We're still amongst it. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in again. It's great to be back after a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks just uh, just just needed a couple of, bit of a, it's it's like our... We had an well, audio. We, well, we, yeah, it's like an audio. Yeah. Two audios, yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We're back. Um as always, get involved. Uh, Instagram, the deep drop is where you can find us. If you jump on Spotify, there's always some you know interaction there, some questions and some polls you can get involved in. Send us Subscribe. your tuna rig. Send us your tuna rig. Send us your tuna rig. Speaking of tunes. Ooh. Ooh, yes, it's been a while since we've done an update. The f- well, actually, you're right. The fish, the deep drop fishing tunes is on Spotify and it's yep. a playlist that we've put together with and we've had some great um, suggestions from you guys as well. But uh, you're right. We need an update. update. All right. And I won't lie. I won't lie. I smash out that playlist. Like, I Crack listen to a it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, send so, in your tune suggestions. Listen, have a listen to the playlist first because we're not going to add any shit. It's a, no. it's a, it's a niche playlist. You'll pick up pretty quickly on the vibe that we're going for. Yeah, you, once you get the vibe, there's a no shit policy. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. No shit. And we are the curators uh, of shit. We will not put <laughs> it on there. <laughs> we are the ones who have the final say, but... Oh, there's been some great suggestions that have made the list from from people ads. Yep. So keep them coming. You're right. We're due for an We're update. We're due for an update. Send us a couple check of suggestions, out. everyone. Out well, there. what we'll do, we'll, we'll chuck it during the week. We'll chuck it on Instagram where you can actually add in your suggestion in, into the story. Yes. So do it that way. Yep. And um, yeah, keep listening. Tell your friends about it. We've got heaps of cool stuff coming up, which uh, I think you're going to enjoy over the coming months. I think you're going to enjoy it. That is us. That's a deep drop for another week. We are back, baby. See you, ads. Peace. <laughs>